Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Frisky Morris Sessions, episode 47, featuring Ezkabage, formerly Easy Cabbage, Fee, uh, formerly Ass Cabbage. Uh, <laughs> same spelling, just a lot of different pronunciations of this band. Uh, they've been around for a while, and it's kind of a couple guys from different bands that have gotten together and just awesome, awesome uh punk band with a little bit of pop, a little bit of uh, that like kind of sing-songy queers thing, uh, uses a lot of harmonies, really, really cool band. Uh, they're playing out a lot more in Chicago, and they have their kind of home base of their Cicero house that uh, I'll actually be playing on Saturday, but this will be the next week after it, so I would have already played it. Hopefully you came out to it. Uh, Just some quick things about the interview is we just talk about how Cicero, Berwyn, that kind of area of the Chicago suburbs, uh, me personally, I feel is underrepresented in the scope of kind of Chicagoland and the Chicago suburbs in terms of punk bands and like venues to play. We talked a little bit about how my band Turbo Vamps early on used to play a place called uh, Tegro Styles a lot in Berwyn and kind of those clubs and venues that you see scattered out throughout the Chicago suburbs really aren't in that area and we talk about if it's a good thing if it's a bad thing at the end of the day these guys are super humble super nice and it's all about having a good time partying playing some good punk rock music and whenever shows come about shows come about and it's just a really really good interview i really like these guys uh bert and adam in this band uh are also in hot lips messiah so definitely go back and check out the hot lips messiah interview to hear some more of them with some other bandmates uh but yeah this is a really good one it's a really good style of punk rock that i feel blends with all the other bands that we've had on adding to kind of the the diversity that Chicago punk has that has kind of not been really uh, examined or has really been uh, shown in any other format, which is why I love bringing on all different types of bands from Chicago. Uh, Some, uh, some kind of like intro to what's going on the rest of the month is next week we will have another suburban band on uh, for Frisky Morris Sessions episode 49, and that's going to be with The Usuals from Elgin. Uh, We're then going to go back to the out-of-towners format with number six featuring Warren the Duke from Brooklyn, New York. And then the rest of the year is kind of a little up in the air. Uh, We're going to be doing an album review roundtable probably the first or second week in April. So if you know of a band that released something in January, February, or March, uh, please tell them or share with me a link to the release so we can include it on the album review roundtable episode. And without further ado, let's just get into this one. Uh, You're going to hear some really quintessential fast songs that are under two minutes, and then you're going to hear some other ones. So there's a good diversity of songwriting within the band and you'll notice that in these four songs as we go through the interview so without further ado this is frisky morris sessions episode 47 featuring escobage enjoy 
Sometimes I don't get what she's what about, she's about So frustrated cause you won't put out oh, well, I can't take this anymore Sitting around just watching porn Getting drunk and passing out When she walks around in her underwear Brings me to my knees It's so unfair oh, well, I can't take this anymore Oh yeah, or even like uh, is it PBR or old style that had like the playing card? What were those things on the back Um, of the bottle? Yeah, no PBR. Yeah, I think, or maybe I remember Red Stripe. What what were were you gonna do with those? Play play cards? We would always do. You drink seven, and then whoever had the best seven card like poker hand, like like if you lost. Like, you had to do something. <laughs> well, Bert's then. already six turns in, so you better not play yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a hell of a shot, man. I didn't know you that good at darts. Holy shit. All right. Let's get it. Welcome, everyone. This is Frisky Morris Sessions, episode 47. I'm here with Ez Kabaj. What's going on, guys? Hello. What's up? Hey. How you doing? What was the first song you guys played? Uh, it was Red versus Blue. From uh, from breakfast breakfast die young. <laughs> yes, <laughs> breakfast. So you just breakfast. listened That's to that one, and we're kind of just gonna start kind of origins. How'd you guys meet as people, and how'd you guys kind of decide on what kind of band this was gonna be? That is a story. Okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> going back, this is I don't know. This is I don't know. Going on almost like eight years ago or something mm-hmm. um, Longer than our that, original yeah. drummer okay maybe ten years oh three oh four dude I don't know yeah, that's don't when know. you guys yeah. yeah so um, our old drummer Paul uh, was uh, recording uh, in his apartment and he was tracking a band that Phil was in at the time uh, called The Revenants <laughs> and <laughs> uh, I was there to play mandolin on a secret track at the end of the freaking recording. Uh, And somewhere in the mixing process, uh, Phil and I were with the engineer, Paul, in the room, and Phil farted. (laughs) And there was like a, there was an excessive rant about how bad the smell was. (laughs) Mostly from Paul, who said it smelled like eating, if you ate kimchi, and then, oh no, it was like diapers and kimchi rotting in the sun. <laughs> yeah, in like a dumpster or something. Like, and, yeah. and then he said it's that probably pretty accurate the smell too. is so bad and Pro- so demonic. Protein shakes too. That He's like, this This smell is so horrible and demonic uh, that we have to, like, I, I, we have to start a band called Ass Cabbage just to like, appease it. And then I stuck my hand up and I was like, I'll play bass. And, yeah. and Paul's like, I'll play drums. And then that's kind of how it started. It was like a, I mean, it was a really bad fart. And, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. We got together a few times. It was just a three piece at the time. 
and uh, we were called Ass Cabbage for the first several years of yeah, our existence. Yeah, I knew you guys as Ass Cabbage <laughs> before Ass Cabbage, and you got fancy with it. <laughs> yeah, we were a lot less focused back then too. We would like any, you know, we've had a lot of musical eclectic influences, and we just yeah. like, you know. I feel like writing a synth song, or I feel like writing like a, a ska song. Yeah. yeah. So there wasn't really like a singular sound or like a no. singular like influence you guys were like going for no. with it. It was kind of just like whatever the you gem, guys the, thought of. The, the 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 concept was pretty much like we were a glorified side project because being that we were all in like then you ended up being bands. better than the bands that you were coming from. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, Paul was in smear campaign. Phil was in The Revenants. The Revenants and Anarchy Ass. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I was in Hot Lips Messiah at the time. So I was in which two, bands. Bands. two bands with the word ass in it. <laughs> no. Yeah, and then over the years, uh, you know, lineup changed. Paul went on to go do his thing. And, uh, no, but tell how, how, how the name changed. They had, oh. a, they had a show <laughs> where it was like, all right, this is Ass Cabbage's last show ever. And then they played the show. It was at a, at a apartment in Brookfield. <laughs> And then at the end of the show, they go, yeah, Ass Cabbage is over. We're now Escobage. <laughs> That's actually, and I was at the show, and I'm just like, fucking assholes. Like, <laughs> they dragged all these people out here like, yeah, it'll be the last time we ever get to see them. And then they're like, oh, they're playing like next week. You know, well, I, yeah. really, I, really, I, really, I really ate up like that whole concept. Yeah. There, were a, there was a few, few shows leading up to that where I was like, I was like using it almost as a promotion like yeah. shtick like oh our yeah. last show I don't know like I mean like cause who, ca who cares who yeah. even knows let alone yeah. actually it was uh fucking Richard Bastards uh I, I'm gonna give him credit for Escobage cause he and I used to like goof around and say stupid shit in funny accents and he used to call us Azkabaj <laughs> and so I was like oh man you know if we just change the name we could like trick people into thinking it's like this cool literary reference, <laughs> yeah. and it just means ass cabbage all the way. So, do you think with that like name change or like re-pronunciating the name, it was kind of like a changing of the guard and like a new kind of band taking sort it like of. a little more seriously? Or I think that we we did take it one step further at that point um it wasn't really until like this current lineup now where we really like, yeah this focused. was still like five years before i even joined the band yeah and okay. then two years later bert joined and so that that first release we did do unto mothers um that was when paul was that was still a drummer. yeah paul was still a drummer by the time i finished mi finished mixing it and we had the cds in our hand was when Paul let us know he was leaving the band. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and so like the, those songs. It was songs like a CD release, last show ever in one, yeah. one night. That that album is like it's it's a collection of songs that we wrote from our like beginning through like I mean five or six years in. Oh okay yeah. And we hadn't released anything of that. Mm hmm. And then uh, he left. Um, we were in limbo for a while. Uh, so we convinced Bert to join. And um, I think and, I joined in 2011. Joined. Yeah, and then you came in in 2014 or 13. Yeah, yeah, I 13 don't even know how long I've been. No, it was 14. <laughs> it was 14. Yeah, I've been there the whole time. But we immediately, time. <laughs> we immediately just started writing and recording as soon as yeah. you joined. Them. Yeah, yeah, because that's like is the all the release stuff dates is brand new on Bandcamp. Are those release dates true to when they actually came out? Because uh, it seems like on Bandcamp that yes. you guys have been putting material out every single year. 
for well, the past for the couple EPs, years. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do Unto Mothers is just a collection of everything before that came out. Right. Okay. And then there was something else called like the dumpster, right? The dumpster was all because when we recorded uh, Do Unto Mothers, we actually we, we recorded like we started tracking like thirty songs, and we just picked like sixteen to go on the album, mm-hmm. and then the rest we just sort of like. You know, spent more time on just finished and then just put them out for free. Yeah. So when did you kind of go from that, like, do on to mothers and stuff like that, and be like, okay, we're not gonna do like a ska song and a this song and a that <laughs> yeah. song, and like we're gonna have more of a consistent sound. <laughs> that was when when these two became time, part of the band. Burton time was. constraints. <laughs> we need all right. We need like a two minute song like right now. Yeah. So, uh, all right, well, this one, you know, and, and Go. that was it. And then actually, we kind of developed a style from doing uh, Break Fast, Die Young, because that was, a set, like, when we were mixing it and listening to it, it was just kind of like, we like the way that this just powers through. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, da 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 and then it's over. And then it kind of blows you away before you even really know what you listen to. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's was kind of the idea. Leaves and you wanting more. And that's, yeah. and that's kind of what we went for with the one after that, the Lunchtime for Democracy, and... Yeah, energy. pretty much what the new one is good. Yeah, it's just energy, energy. was the theme. Yeah, uh-huh. it was just. Yeah. Whereas before that, Paul was kind of one of the major driving forces for having it be like kind of hooky and and you know like sing along almost mm-hmm. for a lot of them. Yeah, and then we just kind of, I don't know, and his Bert's drum style tends to just force us to play faster anyway. <laughs> so I try to play. All of a sudden, he starts work. coming in and. <laughs> You know, I remember Paul talking to us after Bert had joined the band. And he goes, "Wow, you guys sound way better with a real drummer." Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, not to knock Paul's drumming skills, but he's a guitar player. Yeah, he was. Yeah. he was yeah. probably the best guitarist and vocalist in the band. But he was yeah. stuck yeah, behind the drummer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor bastard. <laughs> but yeah, now you know. Now with this current lineup, you know, we've we've been a lot more focused. We kind of made a conscious decision to like just rein it in and we can still do goofy stuff and be a little bit more out there but we save that for you know just goofing around for stuff on the side you know? yeah for sure we keep that mentality when we play shows too yeah mm-hmm. we were telling you earlier like last minute we got told hey you guys have uh, 25 minutes yeah like, if we look at a set and we just go well all right we well, we're just gonna off. have to go faster <laughs> yeah. yeah we planned up playing there were 15 songs on the set we cut one so we played 14 songs in just between 20 and 25 minutes. Yeah, I think we even fun. ended early. We ended, <laughs> we ended at 10.01. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, you have till 10, and we were just like, all right, we're done, see ya. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. That was amazing. So, yeah. with, you guys are from Cicero, but you guys are pretty much, like, the general area. Like, yeah. we were talking about Riverside, mm-hmm. Brookfield, yeah. like, Berwyn, Cicero, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Is there a distinct kind of feel for the bands or the audience in that area compared to the rest of Chicagoland that you um, noticed? Well, I think, uh, like, when you go to the city and you and you play shows in the city, um, there are more people that I think are, um, like, more focused on arts and stuff like that. Not mm-hmm. to say that people in the suburbs aren't that way, but um, I think people, there's more people that move to the city, you know, with the artistic mindset. Yeah. So, they're, I guess... Uh, more involved in that way, but the the people out in the suburbs, I mean, for where we're from and stuff, I mean, they're they don't know all about better. the party. <laughs> <laughs> just looking for a good time. Yeah, yeah. looking for a good, good time. time. You know, and it's it's great because you know I find myself identifying with you know I'm, I've always been more of like you know like a eccentric like into the arts kind of guy and like, uh-huh. 
uh, you know, I found myself like identifying uh, a lot more with with people, like more like you know, people in my hood, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> than, than people in Chicago and stuff, right? On some levels, you know, and that's like it's interesting to me because it's like I remember there was it was like ah uh, fucking Tiger O'Stylies was part oh, yeah. of right? Yeah. and like for the longest time Cocaine O'Stylies <laughs> <laughs> also another I feel like there was like maybe like that and like one other place that like if you weren't from that area like you didn't know like a lot of places to play in that, that place where it was had like a lot of potential but you either just... like were this was back when like Brower House was in Hillside by the cemetery mm-hmm. so it was like you were either like west of it or you were east of it in Chicago, or you were like south Chicago, or like Joliet kind of, or you were like north of it, but it was like hard to like, it was like directly like western suburb, like, I was like, it doesn't make sense that there's like everything around it, but it's like, why not like in it? (laughs) And it's like, we played Tiger O'Sylees a couple times and things like that, but I'm like, oh man, like, what is happening? But then it's like, there's bands like you guys and there's like tons of people in that area that are playing, but like, is there a, have you found like that same thing from like an outsider's perspective? Well, well, there's a pop punk band called Aim at Your Enemies and they're from Riverside. Okay, yeah. They put like the gas lamps as their logo and everything like that, like the antique town. But it was funny because I didn't even know they existed until three years four years of their existence or something like that and we had been playing like all it's, it's like we were following each other's tales yeah like around that area like no one really kind of knew each other but like we were playing a lot of the same venues and a lot of the same people were showing up at both shows and everything like that and then just probably in the last couple of years is when we started becoming friends with them we've played yeah. shows with them now last time we, we did halloween oh, yeah. every year we do halloween at this place called brixie's and um it's it's just always a, a wreck. It's yeah. it's so fun. It's so fun. Yeah, there are places that we found in the suburbs that are like great pockets for people with like minded. Yeah, you know, I always thought that like Ashberries was kind of one of those oh, where it was like yeah, it's there's nothing else around it, and I'm like, how does this place exist with yeah. like you're literally like nothing is around that place. Well, it's, it's like, like uh, it's like the idea of you go to like a, a you know um, like a a city that's not like a small town city mm-hmm. yeah. in another state where like I mean you got one place and there's not really anything else going around so anytime there's something of interest or artistic value going on there anybody who's into that is going to show up yeah. in mass you know definitely so I mean that's the kind of thing like that's one we played one mind of in the suburbs is that we used to do something in the suburbs and people from like you know 10 miles around that don't necessarily make it to the city uh, yeah, are gonna show up in force, you know. So we find we find a few, few cool places. We find that if you book with other bands, especially maybe not necessarily the exact same style as you, yeah, it just kind of it draws a much bigger, better crowd. Like we used to play with Shortstop from Tokyo. Yeah, because that's like Ken's band. like Brookfield. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I mean it's. We a lot of the best shows we played were bands that sounded nothing like us. Right, you know. A true mixed bill. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But VFW halls we'd always try well, to Oh yeah. The funniest the, the funniest yeah. funniest part about that is that like almost is like almost cardinal sin in the city. 
where it's just like, yeah. well, you know, it's yeah. just like, oh, I'm going to go and watch, go to the stage. It's Tuesday night this. punk night. It has to be punk music. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, you know, where out there it's almost like whatever is going on, and if anything, like, the more the merrier and the more mm-hmm. eclectic it is, like, it's just like this, yeah. you know, this big thing where, you know, if anything, like, I, I don't want to, like, like, you know, trash the city because I love the city. And yeah. I, and I mean, if anything, it, it's a big thing for us to play in the city. But for for the people who who go to those shows, it's almost like, well, it's I don't know what I'm in for when I'm going to the city. And yeah. I go all the way out there and this and that, and I might, you know, like I don't want to set myself up for mm-hmm. you know disappointment. Mm-hmm. Where this, it's just like unless you're gonna play the mutiny, then you're right down the street. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, I love. No, that. I, I love do too. But it's, yeah. I'm talking about how you feel. When you're done playing at the mutiny, because <laughs> you're just in this like it's tiny little place, and you're oh you're always shit faced because you don't get on stage until like one o'clock in the morning yeah. usually, mm. <laughs> and then by the time you're done, you're like, well, that was a great show. I don't remember any of it, but it yeah. was a great show. <laughs> Do you, I feel like another thing that really differentiates the suburbs from the city proper is the like amount of like all ages or even like eighteen and up shows. Where I was like, I played an all-ages show for like and it's like we don't we always play chicago and i'm like so used to like 21 and up bars but then yeah. it's like you go out to the suburbs and there's so much more opportunities for like all-ages shows or like house shows and things like that where it's like you i feel like in theory i'm like it would i feel like house shows are would be more strict in the suburbs but they're actually like <laughs> able to happen a lot more frequently than depends in on chicago where you go. Yeah, yeah it definitely depends like naperville versus yeah. like anywhere well, like else. in cicero i mean we got people on our block that have you know backyard parties with their whole family where they have bands in the backyard yeah. Yeah. you know until like three in the morning yeah but it's like fuck yeah like let's party and yeah so we do a show and we cut off the music by like 11 30 midnight they're yeah. fine with it you know yeah do you feel that there's more opportunities for like all ages shows like i can in- see that yeah um, i've always been more of a fan of the house show because it feels like you give the people who are coming there to see it a better time mm-hmm. than if they have to go pay cover at a bar and then you know they they're paying x amount of dollars for drinks yeah and, mm-hmm. and then you know the travel and all this other stuff you know it, it's just so much more laid back uh-huh. and to me it always it ends up just resonating better and i know a lot of people who will come up to me and say like oh i had such a good time at you know at motel cicero because uh-huh. you know they just got drunk there was like three bands who played and then it's just this ongoing party after that. Yeah. And there's no i mean there's there's rules like you know don't be a dick and stuff yeah. like that but but not like a bar, right? You know? And so it ends up being like just and I don't know. The same, 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 same for us. Well, we too. Oh yeah, and, and like oh, because we can just do dumb stuff. There's yeah. no like, there, there's no like you know, uh, oh you got to you know sound check is at you know seven yeah. o'clock yeah, or this and that. There's a know? lot more formalities that yeah. almost like weigh it down. Yeah. To stuff, no you know? stage. You're like right yeah. there with everyone. Oh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. a much more intimate. Well, that's fun like, until you show, get a microphone to the teeth. Then then you're like, wow, there should be some sort of barrier between us and them. Don't you think? Or the drunk guy that thinks it's like live band karaoke and he just like steals a microphone. Well, that's usually us already. Yeah. Yeah. Some other band is playing. We just steal their set. You know. I mean. There was one time, you know, I've only had one touring band come through to play at our house, and, like, they're from, like, some of them are from Tennessee, some are from Kentucky, they're called Parasite Diet, and, like, they came through, and uh, and they said that it was one of the best, if not the best, 
like stop on their tour. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, some night, there are some nights at the house where it's like, it's more like Jersey Shore than a punk show. But like, <laughs> we, we put on a punk show and they're all oh, there yeah. partying, crowd surfing. And and a lot of time, it's time. because that's what there is to do. And then yeah. in turn, what that turns into is people start enjoying the music and liking it. And, yeah. You know, then they start showing up to the shows that are at bars in the city and all those stuff. Yeah. You know? And then word starts spreading a little bit, you know. So I, I figure that, that that's a better way to, to plant the seed, in my opinion. Do you guys, I, you mentioned uh, Motel Cicero. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that kind of something that you guys book yourselves? Well, or? yeah, it's, that's, that's my house. So. The, the, <laughs> Phil, Phil, Adam, and I, and two other people, Fred from Hot Lips, too, uh, moved into there in 2011, and uh, it just kind of took a life of its own after that. And Adam's <laughs> the only one who's still there. That's kind of what I started. I'm the only one of the original. We, the motel okay. name came from because it was just like a revolving door yeah. of just people that's and parties and shows really. and stuff. Yeah, I remember yeah. that's when I started meeting you guys. Started yeah, hang out there. I just remember. I didn't really know Phil, and just remember him we being dressed up. Bowling. You were always, yeah, you were always bowling, <laughs> yeah, or bowling always alley. dressed up <laughs> as a, a Lucha Libre and shit. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell's going on? You got a skateboard, ten <laughs> pins, and a bunch of idiots. I mean, like, you had a lot of fun. Yeah, right, yeah. And, yeah and tiaras. Well, definitely got to have the tiaras. <laughs> we had a wrestling party there. There was, oh my god. So if someone wants, if a Chicago band wants to come out to your neck of the woods, what's the <laughs> best way? The Get a hold of me on either yeah. Facebook or email Escobage on, at gmail. Okay. Escobage at gmail.com. I check those emails pretty regularly. And, you know, if, if you guys want to play a show there, I mean, we can make it work. Yeah. <laughs> Playing on the 12th with double feature. Yeah, there you March go. 12th, yeah. double feature, my basement. Also, uh... I just Maudi, a local, uh, oh, yeah, Maudi. local suburban rapper, Maudi. just asked me about getting on the bill. He's gonna play it out. There you go. Up. He's like, <laughs> he's like kind of the. Uh, he's a rapper. Yeah, he's a rapper, and he brings artist. his own stuff. Yeah, and like, artist. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing how there'd be like a just a bunch of like degenerate punk kids, and all of a sudden they like know his songs, and yeah. it's just like, all right, yeah. yeah everyone why, knows who Maudi is. I love the house so yeah. much because we have a punk show. It's like, oh yeah, we got this guy who's gonna do a couple hip hop songs, like. We're like what? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> well, that was like we in, in like Lombard. We used to have uh, Clint always come to like the punk shows, and he's show you suck now. And he like played Riot Fest and stuff like that. And he's oh, been wow. all over now. Awesome. And it's like it'd be so weird because it's like, yeah, most punk kids like rap, and it's like <laughs> you wouldn't like it doesn't make sense on the bill, but like everyone likes it yeah. and it's like yes this does make sense <laughs> like, yeah, perfect. it's like beastie boys started off as yeah. like a punk band it's right. like the two worlds like mix in everyone's head and like in their stereo and stuff but like on the bill you're just like yeah yeah, yeah. this, well, this both, makes sense they're both kind of offshoots <laughs> of the original rock and roll mindset you know right so it's like uh you know it, it fits, you know. It's yeah. like the grittier side of what the old rock and roll was originally. <laughs> and well, to also, be. what it boils down to, it, it has nothing to do with musical style or taste. It has to do with the kind of people that are kind of putting this whole thing together. Mm -hmm. stuff, degenerates. You know? and yeah. Dege <laughs> degenerates that like to party. Well, I mean, everyone, everyone's just trying to support each other, and and, and like, I there's have been bands that play there and it's not necessarily my cup of tea or whatever but I can mm. tell that they're good at what they do yeah so it's like I want to help them out and I want to be like hey you know I know another band that it's like you got you guys should play together like something like that yeah you know? it's like the it's like the old like thongs sticking out of the pants it's like it's like trashy but it's like Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Matt. That's a perfect. Are you like, like stuck in like year two thousand or something? <laughs> Where's Cisco coming in? It's you know it's fast lane oh. tonight. I'm, th I'm thinking I'm thinking Lita. 
<laughs> We're gonna yeah. take a little break. Uh, what was the second song you guys played? Uh, Please don't leave me. I mean, yeah. <laughs> right. I'm writing these down so I can yeah. put it in the description. All of these track listings will be in the description as well. But this is gonna be Please Don't Leave Me. And we are with Ezkabaj. And when we come back, we'll talk more about recording and songwriting and fun music videos. Uh, so hang tight, enjoy, and we'll be back. Like where you black out and she'll just drive right through it, like <laughs> full speed. Fuck that. Like yeah, she's like out of the state at that point. You know, just still going. Oh man. Yeah. All right, we're back with Escobar. You are listening to Frisky Moore Sessions, episode forty-seven, and you just heard "Please Don't Leave." Um, what was that off of? Breakfast die young. Breakfast die uh, young. Whatever you want. It's a know, play on. I call it breakfast. Terrible yeah. grammar. <laughs> <laughs> breakfast. So I think like what's really cool that you guys have been doing is releasing something every year, and we were talking about that um, before the interview. What kind of is that? Just something that was planned, not planned. Well, just it's, it's a like, fear of becoming irrelevant. It's, it's only <laughs> taken that long for each thing because of my amateur mixing skills. <laughs> really, we we usually have uh, and you know the recording done for something, and it takes me like a few months to get it like really good. Yeah, you know. So. so it was. It's just like, hey, we have these songs. We gotta record them, or is it kind of like because there's that lag of time? It's like as soon as you have a song, you record I th- it. Well, I we think. usually try to record them in batches of like six. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we we well, we also kind of like learned from doing to mothers that like that was like a what two years? Yeah. So yeah, it took us two years. The <laughs> longer you sit on it, songs. the worse it yeah. ends up becoming. Yeah. <laughs> so and we, we just tried thought, recording you know, it before then too and it just, ugh. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a long, long story, but like, long story short, like, we just thought that from after that we were like, we'll just come up with just a handful of songs, record them, and now we have, you know, so just so long mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's just, just seems to be a little bit easier. Have you done do physical copies of any of them? We have a CD for doing the mothers. We still have tons of copies. Even people we know that like us that like that recording, they just listen to it on Spotify. Uh-huh. Like you know, so at this point, we learned the hard way that physical <laughs> yeah. products are you know <laughs> yeah. music on, on CD and all that stuff. Like 
everyone's just like, well, I have a phone. And yeah. It, and and it's I have that, access to the internet. It's always that weird thing, especially with punk bands, where I'm like, unless you're just starting out, I'm like, why are you giving me a CD with four <laughs> tracks on yeah. it? I'm going to get like five minutes down the road and it's going to be over. Yeah. And like, I'm going to yeah. have to switch out the CDs like at the next right. intersection where I'm like... Is it worth it? Is it not worth it? Can you just give me a download code? Like, the transition to like, you know, audio ports and cars and yeah. everything these days is is we're we're just about there. And yeah, if, you know, and if you listen to the lyrics on on some of the songs on these EPs, you'll kind of understand why. Because they're tr a lot of them are true stories. You'll understand why we we don't come out with physical. Yeah, because uh, we're evidence. evidence of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Because we're broke and depressed and you know. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it, it's just. It, it, we're at a point where, like, you know, the most important thing to us is that people like it and mm. want to come see us play. So that's, I would say, that is the sole reason why we do it is because playing live is just so much fun. Yeah, yeah. You know? the recording is like a commercial for the show. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And I mean, you well, guys we are, are... going to make some physical copies though. We have, mm -hmm. so you know, obviously the theme is you know, the meals of the day. So it's breakfast, die young, lunchtime for democracy, and then we have a, a, a dinner. Yeah, out. maybe you should then, make a drinking one. Too. The goal is to, we're going to compile all of them and put it on an LP. Yeah, that'd be like, fucking so. awesome. Um, with the songwriting process, are you guys just constantly, like, a Usually constant it's one, flow, like, he'll it... write a song, or I'll write a song, or he'll write a song, and that's Sometimes like write a song 90% of, well, yeah. Some of the songs that I like the most are where Slice and I got together, or where Phil and I got together and, and hashed out, like, in a sitting. Mm -hmm. You know, one of us had, like, the majority of the idea for the song, yeah, and, yeah. and then together we kind of, like, fleshed it out. Yeah, know? I feel that's, like, the most... And it's like now I feel that there's people that are in bands that don't practice enough that they're just like, oh, I'll record a little thing and like send like a file for people to listen to you because they're only practicing like once a month or something like that. And then it's like, I feel you chart. lose. We would like, love to practice more than once a month. <laughs> I feel like when you're not writing like together in the same room, you kind of lose that like dialogue yeah. of like, oh, like try this and like see how that is, and like you really get to play with well, it. Schedules make it hard, but at the same time, we take opportunities mm -hmm. when we can. And a lot of times, it may not be the whole band. It'll yeah. be like we were saying, like just two of us will be like, all right, right. let's bounce off each other and just mm -hmm. see what we can come up. Like I have this riff, I kind of know where I want it to go. What can you do with it? Yeah. You know? Even if even if nothing comes from those like little sessions, but like we're kind of just like stretching the brain a little bit, and then we'll, like we'll like you know leave and then like come back with like full on song like oh mm -hmm. yeah. now, you know. What do you think's the average time from inception to being on the set list it, for a song? It depends on the song. Yeah, like Red vs Blue, the first song that we did, I wrote that in an afternoon, brought it to practice that night, and then we were trying to make put together the songs that were going to go on Break Fast, Die Young. Uh -huh. And I'm like, oh, what do you guys think of that? And Adam goes, we should just record it and put it on there. So 24 hours oh, for really? that one. Yeah. <laughs> and then there were other ones on that, uh, that that were that went pennies. Pennies goes way back. It was like a yeah. year and a half old. Pennies, oh, love, you know? pennies and love songs are from when Paul was still in there. Yeah, those old, old oh, songs. Wow. You know? the, and Red vs. Blue was like that day. We're just like, all right, well, what's going on? You know? <laughs> but I mean, with those, like, those songs, for instance, for me, a lot of times when I write a song, like I go for long stretches of time with nothing, and then mm -hmm. I'll get a day where I'll have 
like one or two songs Crank come em. to me in full. Yeah. Like Penny's Same love song is uh, the song I Don't Want to Leave My Bedroom, which is one of the ones we recorded for today's session. Uh-huh. All those songs came to me in like I had them done within like a half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and those love, end up being it. the best ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's always the, the time ones. we were like, oh, I have this block of time where I can, no distractions, I have time to sit down and like write new songs. And then you're like, okay. Here we go. And then you end up accidentally like, writing Ramon's songs. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. But then you know? it's like, I can't think of anything. But then it's like, when you're in rush hour traffic and you have nothing to write with or, like, yeah. nothing to oh, remember God. it by, you're like, oh, this is gonna, this is fucking awesome. And by the time you get home, you forgot it. Like, I've even done, I've been in that situation and I've recorded, like, me talking on my phone. Voice like, memo. Or, like, yeah. doing, like, da 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 you know, like, doing the, the melody. melody. And then I'll get home and I can't even discern it. <laughs> I was just like, okay, well, that's great. It's just garbage now. Like, <laughs> or sometimes you'll do it and like you'll you'll hum the melody, but it's in context with background music that you hear in your head. Yeah. Uh-huh. You get back home and it's like, well, what the hell was the rest of my brain thinking? You know, this could fit something, but now my brain's putting it on a completely different song. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys feel that because you do your own recording, you have a slight advantage because you can be like well, we have all the equipment here. It's not going to cost us any money to record it and see what it's going to sound like. And then, like, do you ever record something and then tweak it and re-record it? Well, there, there are advantages and disadvantages, and I think <laughs> tweaking it after recording it is one of the disadvantages because it can cause you to sit on something for too long. Perfectionist. It. Yeah. yeah, because it's like, oh, well, like, you know, you listen to it, like, you know, a month later as a band after, like, you know, mixing's done, and so, you know, you go, like, well, you know... Let's uh, change this part or whatever. You, that doesn't happen often with us, but it's, okay. it, but yeah. the potential is there yeah. for Missing sure. That, the, that the, advantage, mm-hmm. the advantage is obviously that you know we can we have our own like destiny in our hands. Yeah, uh, <laughs> dependent on whatever my skill level is at the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know, this, the another disadvantage is it's harder to get um, like that objective. Uh, opinion of like an engine when you go to a studio and you get an engineer you know you have someone there that's not in the band yeah. fresh set of years yeah. yeah that's important and so when I'm mixing it like it's a struggle for me to put my mindset out of like the things that I'm intending to hear about mm-hmm. the song and really try to make sure to highlight what everybody's doing yeah yeah, yeah. sometimes you oh, need that, that, that outside party to just kind of go uh no that kind of sucks actually you know yeah it's like <laughs> Yeah, it does. <laughs> or the like, or what if what if you put like yeah, this exactly part here yeah. or like and, uh, this level should be. I think be we've like all that. we've all not with Escobage, but we've all recorded in like actual studios before mm-hmm. too. Yeah, and I mean I've had my stuff be praised and I've had my stuff be torn apart. Not mm. torn apart, but you know like constructive criticism. Right. You know, and well, you and to be honest, I really appreciated that kind of stuff. Whereas it's hard. When it's me and Adam like trying to figure something out because we both know what we want the song to sound like. Yeah. And and but sometimes you just can't figure out how to make it sound like that. Mm-hmm. You're just like, well, I know what I want to hear. I know what I need to hear. Yeah. There's things about it that need to be changed, but you just don't know it. Well, mm-hmm. it's like you know, you, have, you just have to learn the terminology of every band that goes into a studio. Those vague terms. Yeah. That <laughs> mean, oh my God. I want. I want this. A I want the guitar to sound more woodsy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be able to smell my vocals. Uh, speakers, can you uh, make that happen? <laughs> that's, that, that, that's, a, that's a thing, Adam. 
just saying. You, know, <laughs> you can just go ahead so and I didn't say mean to make this that I'm a little though. too picky. <laughs> I've, I've, I've done that before. <laughs> I'm asking Adam like just to change my vocals in a way, and I can just hear the how unsure he is in his voice. And he goes, um, "Yeah, yeah, we could try that uh, from the top." <laughs> okay. You know, it's supposed to sound a little more like you know, kind of, kind of growly. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. Do you feel with any of like recording in the future or anything like that, you would go to a studio just so you don't have that like internal struggle, or if financially it just yeah. financially it just makes sense to <laughs> yeah. Yeah. deal That's with the internal I, <laughs> struggle? I, I I would say no. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I that's just me. I would say no. Yeah. Well, I think the only thing I think that we would consider doing outside sourcing, I guess, would maybe mastering. You know? Yeah. I mean, just because I don't, I don't know if we technically have the technology to properly do that. I know you did mastering <laughs> jobs on yeah. it, but it yeah. came out great. Like, uh -huh. I, I, I listened to it afterwards. I'm like, wow, it sounded like he did. Our plan was actually to go with Chris, uh, who is, you know, good at it. I mean, he's, he's done a great job with all the Olive lip stuff, man. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's a matter of like at the time we want to release it like we can't like we've had problems scraping money together yeah even as a that, band, and that's the yeah. hardest you know, thing even, like yeah. if it's just like 60 bucks which is perfect I mean that's like obscenely reasonable for mastering mm -hmm. and we just can't scrape that together yeah. you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thankfully I bought a shitload of gear when I was you know Less broke. Less broke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was willing to like be a little more like paycheck to paycheck, but I knew yeah. it was gonna be worth it in the long when run. Something <laughs> actually breaks down. It's like, well, I'm eating pasta for two months. Yeah. You know? <laughs> hopefully, I mean, hopefully with this next one, by the time we're ready to master it, or at least when we get ready to master the the entire thing for the record. Uh huh. You know, maybe we can scrape together a couple hundred bucks for Chris. <laughs> you know, that'd be great. Right. <laughs> so, what in terms of recording? I know you guys were thinking of doing the breakfast, lunch, dinner. Is there work on the dinner EP yeah. already? Everything's it's done except um, he's got to do vocals for two tracks, and uh, there's one kind it's of like, like acoustic track 90 that we want to add oh, some nice. arrangements yeah. to. Do we have a projected release for that? I want to do. I want to get it out by the end of February, sure. mostly because uh, <laughs> yeah, February. That means like May. Yeah. Well, it's a deal though. I mean, of 2017. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're putting out your own stuff, going on CD Baby, which is what we've done in the past. Yeah. They've got a promotion going on right now where it's like thirty bucks to put out the EP as opposed uh, to the sixty. Yeah. That's usually oh, okay. Been. Gotta get so, on that then. I'll try. Yeah. I'll try to squeeze you in this week. <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's what's and that's one thing I wanted to. to talk to you guys about is because um, you guys are on Spotify mm -hmm. and you're talking about CD Baby and stuff like that. What's been like? Is there a major hurdle? to jump to get your music on that kind of stuff or is no, it really. just taking just the time no. to do it yeah, yeah you take the, the time to do it um i uh, i mean i registered with the um uh there's oh, shoot what's the name of the the codes oh man qr codes no there's a code oh man I, sound, I haven't done this in, in a while now but <laughs> there's uh there's certain codes that you tag to songs uh to help um, 
identify them for sales purposes or whatever. Okay. So I set up a um, an account with the government agency that does that. So now I have my own like. Wait, we're associated with the government. <laughs> not punk. Well, yeah, that's not punk at all, Adam. We are a bunch of fucking clowns. <laughs> so you do uh, you did dirty. the codes and stuff like that. Yeah. Because so did you need to do that to put the music on Spotify uh, or anything like that? Or? Not necessarily, but at the time that I did it, I anticipated myself doing, I guess, more involved. Too, right? uh, yeah, yeah, more involved uh, recordings. More, uh, more. I, I thought it was going to be more of a life thing. Okay. Like, yeah. You know, be recording stuff. So I'm like, well, I'll just get these codes. Like, I'll purchase this code generating. Whatever. Mm, and For like sure. to me, that that was the best part was that it's just so easily accessible like yeah everyone has itunes spot something yeah you know what i mean google music and everyone like and it's just so easily like, to get so easy to get and I, yeah it's just like oh it's src isrc uh, okay. international sound recording code there when, you go when oh we played it's either it I was gonna too bug y'all day. Too much of an amateur. I was I gonna know. get a phone call at like nine o'clock tonight. <laughs> it's this. This is it. This is what I was thinking. Of. <laughs> no, it was like, can you put it in the interview still? Yeah, <laughs> just punch in. <laughs> no, when, when I was I was listening to your interview with Joe Queer, and he was talking about. Uh, and he was talking about he was describing the band Los Crudos. I right. to call yeah, you with up. Martin, like, yeah. I'm like, huh. They're like, wait, no. Even if I got a hold of him right now, it won't affect the interview because the interview already happened. Yeah, it happened two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, well, there. <laughs> Do I get the tickets? Yeah. Did I win? Am I the hundredth caller? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Adam, stop calling me. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so, to me, that's how I listen to music. Yeah, so, and I feel I mean, it's like, I, I it like seems daunting, but then when you do the research, you're just like, oh, it's really this easy? Yeah. Like, you just upload it, and that's like, okay. And when like, we, we played Memphis last summer, and we actually, we got pretty lucky, and it was a really good show. It was on a Sunday night, too. And there were people who, like, knew some of our lyrics and stuff, and these are, like, people that I've never seen before. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like, that's that's weird when you're playing a place for the very first for time sure. to people you've never seen before. Yeah. And it was because, I think, of, you know, having such easy access to the music, mm-hmm. so I always think that that's the most As important access. thing. But yeah. I mean, it's it's easy to do, though. I mean, you just go to CD Baby or whatever other hosting site that is also, like, a distributor, and they'll put your music, you know, on Spotify, on iTunes. You can have them choose to, like, put it anywhere that has music, or you can only choose ones that specifically pay or whatever. Okay. But, uh, I mean, it's like, it was like 60 or 70 bucks to put out each EP on there, but it's like a one-time fee. And, and it does all the other work for you, yeah, which is nice. It, you know. And uh, we get like a yearly check for like two dollars and eighty-seven cents. Right, yeah, right now, it's uh, you know the thing is, I mean, we've only been on Spotify for a couple of years, and it's like a fraction of a penny for each listen, and we're up to like over twenty bucks. Which, <laughs> hey, you know, it's something, you know. <laughs> You're almost breaking even. Woo! <laughs> I, I, you know, I maybe I know that a lot of that is my roommates going, "Hey, my my roommate is in this band." Listen. <laughs> But, uh, you know, that's okay. I'm still good with it. Yeah. (laughs) Cop out for not touring. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take one final break. What was the third song you guys played? I Don't Want to Leave My Bedroom Tonight, which is, uh, you know, a a gripping tale about my whiny social anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you were going to listen to I Don't Want to Leave 
my bedroom tonight. That's right. I don't want to leave my bedroom tonight. That's not how it goes. That's how I think it <laughs> uh, goes. Well, now it is. <laughs> and it sounded like, a, like chicken tonight. Like chicken tonight. All right. You're going to listen to that. We'll be back. We'll talk about a few little things and then the speed round, and then we're out of here. So enjoy. You suck. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I have yeah. so many follow-up questions to this because yeah. I'm intrigued, but it's like this is not the time or place. Yeah. <laughs> this is for podcast. <laughs> All right, we are back. You just listened to "I Don't Want to Leave My Bedroom," and what was that off of? That's from uh, "Lunchtime for Democracy." Yeah, and Listen if you. you want to hear, I one of the album review episodes I did was I featured "Lunchtime for Democracy," so go back into the catacombs of the episodes and find that one because it's awesome. Thank you. Uh, we got a couple things to talk about still before the speed round. I want to talk about music videos. Um, I've only seen the... Vodka in your coffee? Yeah, that one, which was fucking awesome. And how did you guys... That was fun. I know we were talking about it, that there's a demand for bands want to do music videos and they want to find people and you Amazing guys how MTV created the music video then killed the music yeah. video <laughs> and now everyone else is trying to make their own music right. videos because there are some that are very poorly done um, <laughs> but it's like the the like quality of that video is just awesome how did you guys get hooked up with who did the music video They're and everything like that they old friends of ours yeah. um, and they recently just started a production company called Clever Gents um, and they, Can you find them on the interweb? Yes, yes. they'll be on there on Facebook. They have a website. Awesome. I think they're still putting the website together. I mean, this is brand new. Okay. They we filmed our first music video music video with them in 2014, or right before Halloween, I want to say. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it was just an experiment. I came to them one day and just said, hey, I want to do this video. I want to film it in a small room. You know, we actually ended up having to build the room, which <laughs> nice. was weird. Bert and I built most of it. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, we like a whole day. We're like, wow, this is like labor. This sucks. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and um, that's we why we're stressed all- like this. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Great grab. Bringing it all full circle from when we first started. I found him outside of a Home Depot and uh, he helped me build a, a little a mute, little room. Yeah. But uh, we we built this little room and Book. it was just kind of we were all learning as we went. Yeah, uh, and and they were just like, yeah, we've never filmed a music video. Let's try it out and. And the video ended up, it was okay. It was for a song called Undead Punks. It, it, it was pretty good. Um, it got a, a nice response. But uh, what we ended up learning from that video, we applied to the next video, which we filmed maybe six months later or something like that. And that was only like 12 hours of shooting. And we got lucky with just how easy all of our friends and everybody were just able we're like we need you to act like drunk idiots and they're just like done <laughs> done and then we just fed them a bunch of alcohol and they acted like drunk idiots and it worked out great and uh and that i mean that video we learned you know but with the live shots and stuff that's all one take Every live shot is one take. Dang. Yeah, and it, it was just, it was so much fun to film. Yeah, Vodka and Coffee is a lot of fun. That was the first time I ever got that much beer spilled on me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was, you guys a, all got, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And there was, still, there was still carpet in the basement, wasn't there? Yeah. At that time. Well, it's, so, it's like, part of, like, there's, there's this, like, local campaign to treat Bert poorly. While he was doing that. his take, someone just randomly started pouring beer on him. <laughs> and then, like, looking back, I was like, oh, that's awesome. Everybody pour beer on all of us. Yeah, there's, there's a point where I'm uh, I'm actually like lifting my base up in the air. I had just bought the base, uh. and so I was very like protective. Of it. Yeah. It, it was it, it wasn't like totally conscious, but I, but like but you made it, it was, seem like you won the base. There, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It, yeah it, it was a, it was a prize at, at you know at the time where yeah, I was just like. You were like oiled up in that. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That was my. Yeah. Uh, was like, our buddy Brian, who used to live there, uh, he, he, like, I was like, you take this olive oil and rub it all over this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he was down one hundred percent. Yes. And and the the other guy who's the wrestler, his name is Gil, and uh, he, it's actually been his and Phil's dream to do that. So we were just like, well, we can do it, and we can put it on camera. We'll just oil you both up. Yeah. You know, we we oil the pill, but there wasn't any for kill, so we just sprayed him with beer. We're like same thing. Yeah. Same thing. A little matter. more sticky. But yeah. Same I'll thing. Never, I'll never forget the basement smelling like horrible, stale PBR and beer for weeks. Well, <laughs> yeah. Like you walk in the basement. That's my house, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, is that is Hotel yeah. Cicero. Yeah. That yeah. is that whole video is the place we were talking about earlier. Yeah. yeah. The second you walk in, you can smell the sin. Yeah. 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 yeah it's it's funny that we had that video, which was like actual an actual production, and then we had um had had a friend of ours like basically like film like a show mm-hmm. on, Erica. on our phone, Erica like. Filled, filmed it. It was a combination phone. of Snapchats and videos from her phone. Yeah, and during awesome. the show, actually, like, it was during that show we played with Parasite Diet from Nashville. And, uh-huh. and so we have, and so that's that's like also that's on our too. YouTube channel. And it's, but tip. it's like, it's like, oh, they have two, you know, two things that are like basically the same. But it was like that music video encapsulates like 
what we get out of those yeah. out of those house shows yeah and it's just like oh well it's like it no it's we're not like just like doing it just to look cool it's like no that's that's basically this is what, what normally happens, happens. Yeah. it's also it's also <laughs> very strange because weird. we had to do things that usually wouldn't happen until three o'clock in the morning <laughs> we had to try and recreate that at like 10 o'clock in the morning <laughs> because yeah. we had to try and film it all in one day yeah like, so we're like yeah you gotta like you know eat pizza hold a machete and and you know knock back a couple beers yeah and the what sun just like, came up boots uh, uh, yeah. From Alejandro and the Alcoholics. Yeah, Bill. Yeah, yeah, Bill Bill was yeah. In that scene. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he lost. We uh, <laughs> you know we uh, like even uh, the stuff from that video. I mean, even going down to the wrestling. I mean, that's all stuff that's happened in that house. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. We had a wrestling party where we had belts to win. <laughs> <laughs> we had this little like I don't know, like five rung ladder or something like that. We had this like ladder man. They set up a ring. Like in the, yeah. they pushed the couches back, put ropes up. And just wait until yeah. someone needed an ambulance. <laughs> yeah. So, in your experiences of doing these videos, do you still feel that there's an importance to having that in your like repertoire of content as a band? It's or... just fun. Yeah, I mean, it's it's more fun for like you guys, or like you've seen like it's well, helped you guys in terms of like getting your if, music if out there. I'm if I'm someone tells me, hey, go check out this band. And you know, and if I can't find them on Spotify right away, or if I'm sitting at a computer and I go to YouTube and I type in the band's name mm. and they have a music video, that's going to be the first thing I watch. Yeah, well, because I'm just like, it's cool, it's context, it's you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's got everything. And um, research has been showing that YouTube's like the number one place to find new music. Yeah. Mm. So you go online and see a video that is, I mean, it's an artistic interpretation of what we try to achieve at every live show or party we do yeah and so i'm pretty sure if you go to youtube and type in escobage that's the first thing that comes up yeah because nice. that's the most clicked on or whatever and i love works. that like now bands are like starting to come out with like complimentary dvds to releases even oh, yeah where like i interviewed a band from new jersey and they did a music video for every song on their album and it was like the DVD version of the album and like the actual <laughs> like album and it was like what this cool. is fucking awesome <laughs> I'm already confused though <laughs> more well, power to them there's nothing new there yeah. <laughs> All right, I played we, the wrong song on stage a couple times so what <laughs> so what yeah. we're gonna get into the speed round so for first time listeners and filling you guys in the speed round is I'm gonna we're gonna Gonna go around the horn, ask you guys questions, and you'll answer as an individual. It doesn't have to be like speaking on behalf of Escobage. Um, and we'll just go with it. Try and answer it as quickly as possible. Bird you know, and I, Adam have this is like your redemption if you had like a shitty answer. I was like, yeah. remembering the hot lips speed around and it was just a calamity and like everyone's just shouting at each other. Yeah. Like, well anytime Richard's in a room, it kinda oh, like yeah. goes yeah. downhill real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's he, be honest. He's never been a landlord, by the way. <laughs> I love you, Rich. Yeah. If he's not the loudest one in the room, he's not in the room. It's true. <laughs> no, if he's not the loudest one in the room, you are. <laughs> Slice yeah. and Rich, uh, they they sometimes they'll alpha male it out. I just the problem is that I have I have zero volume control, and if I just start talking, it'll just start getting louder and louder and louder. In ten years, you are going to be the new rich bastard. <laughs> ten, you're on your way, bud. Yeah, on your way, that forty, bud. <laughs> uh, he hasn't pulled his dick out in public nearly enough. <laughs> so I got to bring those numbers up, huh? Or or play like leaning against request. the wall, and that's the only thing holding you up. <laughs> but 
<laughs> All right, enough about Rich. <laughs> We're talking about Escobage. Yeah, fuck uh, first question is the first uh, CD, cassette, album, piece of music that you bought with your own money or that you remember like getting from a friend or something. Gotcha. Kaiser. Static X. <laughs> Wisconsin Death Trip. Ooh. Nice. Uh, I stole a KMFDM tape from my sister, uh, the album Nile. Okay. Good. Green Day Dookie. All right. Oh, MC Hammer, Vanilla Ice, double sided. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Still in his car now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Favorite alcoholic beverage? Ooh, man, you know. Let's keep it classy. I do enjoy Mickey's. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, that's a weird uh, Shameless self-promotion, I'll go with the Azkabam, which is a half pint of IPA splashed with orange juice, drop in a shot of Malort, and knock it back. And you call it a day. And just die. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot better than it sounds. It's still, it's, they say the same thing about heroin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Beer-wise, I always go old style for some reason. I okay. don't know why. And uh, fucking Cubs. That's why. Yeah, that's part of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's uh, all they had there for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> they had no choice. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I'm a shameless vodka drinker. Mm. I just like I could just straight cold. And your even if it's yeah, and my coffee. Uh, There's no such thing as a shameless vodka. Even if it, <laughs> even if it's <laughs> shameful. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Okay, shameful vodka drinker. As one I know. I've even been satisfied with like you know vodka that's been in a plastic bottle sitting in my back seat for a couple weeks. Ugh. You know. Moving um, on. Desperate Quickly. times. Soju. Ooh, like the the, cool, the like original one, right? Yeah. Because now they've got like the green one and like all that weird shit. No, like I mean, I I was uh, I was 13 years old. I went on a a, a trip that was put on by my Taekwondo school, and we went. And I was like I said, I was 13, but like the Korean masters took me out of town. I had a shot of soju, so nice. Yeah, soju. <laughs> if you could open up for one band, living or dead. Who would it be? Oof, living and dead. Yeah. Fuck. Phil, you go first. I gotta think about this. Oh, we're gonna start going. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would. Uh, I would want to open. I would want to open for the Ramones, and I would want to be. I want to be. I would want to be quicker than they were. Ooh. Ooh. That's good. Fuck. How do I top that? Oh. Damn. <laughs> um, that, and, and that's what they would. I'm gonna say. That, I'm gonna think. say this because I'm still hoping that I will get to see them one day. Is Operation Ivy. Nice. <laughs> what end did that come out of? <laughs> I mean, you're staring at both. So. <laughs> I was originally I was gonna say the Ramones, but like you know, Phil already said it, so I don't know. I In your hearts I, of hearts, if that's what you want, then say it. Yeah. I don't want to say it. I'll say David Bowie. Okay. Damn. Good. That's uh, right, I dropped Bowie. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I'll go with Queen. Nice. Queen, all right. Yeah. Hell yeah. If you could... If we put those four bands together, that's <laughs> a good show. Yeah. yeah. In the suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> if you could pinpoint one band that you saw live or heard and immediately was like, I need to be in a band. I need to do what they're doing. Could you pinpoint a band... Like one that made us want to be where we are, or it had one to be that seen live? while we already exist, saw them and were inspired. 
Like, if, like, as a kid or something like that, like, if you heard a record or you saw, like, a band live and you were like, I want to do what they're doing. And, like, I want to be in a band. Uh, The Hives. Hives? I never saw them, but, like, listening to them, like, just gave me that, like, man, I love that energy. I want to do that on stage. But I was never in a band like The Hives, but, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I feel like a putz for repeating it, but the only reason I can sing and play guitar at the same time is because of Ziggy Stardust, so I'm going to have to say David Bowie again. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I got to repeat myself, too. Operation Ivy was one of those bands that it just... So I, I heard Green Day cover Knowledge on uh-huh. their first album, and then I didn't know who Operation Ivy was, so I listened to Operation Ivy, and it just blew me out of the water, and I, I was just like, I wanted to do that. Like, just the energy that just... You know, and the fact that even on the record, it's not flawless. Uh-huh. There's mistakes, and there's you know just, and it was just everything I ever wanted for music. Nice. So that's kind of what put me in that direction. Hell yeah, um, ranted. Nice. A specific album or just no? In general? I, when when I first saw them, okay, live, yeah, it was just like, yeah, like you know, it's just you know, it's very well documented, like you know how like. You know how they have kind of have like a brotherhood and stuff, and mm-hmm. that was that was kind of what I wanted to get out of like being in a band. Was For sure, like, you know, like actually getting along. You know, like you always hear about bands that like hate each other and all that. Yeah, you know, that's you know, and, and like and we're as, no exception. Yeah, yeah. You know, as as cool as that is, like you know, I, I I wanted to like be in a band where like you have like literal like personal and musical chemistry. You For know? sure. For in the future, if. Who would you recommend I have on this podcast next? That's a local Chicago band. Shop Baker still around? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. No? Damn it. All right, Pete. Uh, what the fuck happened now? Uh, I got nothing. We got double feature. Yeah. Okay. Double feature for sure. I'm gonna take. Um, <laughs> I mean, if we go out to the suburbs a little bit, I'd say Amy or Enemies. Yeah. Um, I think they're just another kind of pop punk party yeah. band. Yeah, you know, it's they're just they have that kind of energy. Nice. Another good guess. Um, actually, what sticks out in my mind just because we just play with them um, would be Imbecile Missile. Oh, okay, for oh, sure. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah they were. Yeah. That was good. Nice, and they're a newer band. I feel like. Or have they been? I had not heard not of them sure. before. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I just heard about them just because we played with them. Mm-hmm. So they were they were real good. Yeah. Nice. It's one of those bands where you, you, you watch them on stage and you can tell that they're just having a great time. Nice. You know, like, just big, dumb smiles on their faces. They're like, yeah, fuck it, you know? Like, everything is just like, let's do it, you know? And then Hell yeah. that's the kind of energy you always want. Nice. All right, what was the last song you guys played? Fuck. That was Calling and Dead. Calling and Dead, yeah. Fuck, it's school. Shit, what did I just learn? Calling and Dead. So hopefully this will be early March that you're listening to this. So definitely go out and check out their show on Saturday, March 12th. Uh, anything else you guys want to plug? Hopefully by then dinner will be served. Hopefully. Uh, if not, maybe we'll, uh, we'll correlate it. We might correlate it with that March 12th show, maybe. Yeah. Okay. But uh, if not, then yeah, look for it. I mean, anything else in the pipeline? Spotify. Um, Memphis Punk, punk Fest. Memphis yeah. Punk yeah. Rock Fest. Yeah, this will be our return. We Fuck, Tyler last Miller. Year. Fuck Tyler Miller. Fuck Tyler, Tyler Miller. Miller. I mean, <laughs> Memphis is like a, a solid vacation spot, like regardless, let alone like if there's like an awesome like punk fest going on. Yeah. I'd say. 
Nice. And, and when's that at? Oh, that's uh, June fourth that weekend. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, he does like a three day fest. He puts kind of how Riot Fest started. Mm. He gets all these bars to have all these multiple shows and everything, and they're all like kind of down the street from each other. Yeah. It's pretty oh, cool. it's, it's so great. Hell yeah. Also, we went there for two days, got to see some of the shows, and then play one of them. Nice. The first time I saw Paris, but I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. When we got to the bar, that's when we started taking I pretty much had to make yeah. sure that he left the place in one piece. Uh, nice. Also, yeah. so also I'd like time. to promote uh, the other band, Bert and I are in, Hot Lips Messiah. Yes. And, uh, and Go back and listen to that episode. And Parasite Diet. I'd like, like to veto the Hot Lips promotion. <laughs> um, I don't know if I have that power. Strike but. it from the record. Yeah. Check out my other band, uh, There is a veto club. <laughs> and my other band... Uh, how many bands am I in now? I'm losing count. I don't know. You don't have enough fingers. Uh, I don't have enough. Yeah. <laughs> You're in the village people, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah, I forgot about that one. Nice. All right, from all of us at Frisky Morris and Friends, have a good day, night, evening, whenever you're listening to this. This has been Frisky Morris Sessions, episode 47, featuring Ezkabaj. Woo! We out. Bye. Enjoy. Peace. See ya!